Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Uh, today we, we continue in our series, Time to Amplify, Time to Amplify, and today's message comes from the book of Colossians, Colossians chapter 2, beginning with verse 5. Colossians chapter 2, that's in the New Testament, beginning with verse 5. And here the word of God reads, it says, For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. And ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Today we're going to speak from the subject, be it, be it. Of course, as we continue our series today, it's important to see why the Lord would want to increase the volume of what is coming out of our out of your hearts and your spirits. We have talked about how we need to say it, then how we need to do it and the importance of believing it. But today we deal with probably the most important factor, the most important factor. Look back with me at verse five. Look back at verse five. Here it says, for though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Paul was pleased to know that they were walking together in faith. He was pleased to know that they were walking together. They're walking together. Listen, it's, it, Paul had the heart of a father. It's just like with any father, with your children, when you see your children walking together, performing and doing the things that you taught them to do, the things that you trained them to do, you poured into them to do. And when you see them walking in it, it brings joy to your heart. It brings joy to you, your heart. Notice he says, uh, I, I'm joying and beholding your order. Joying and beholding your order. You see, he, he was excited to see them actually doing it, actually performing it. You see, th this is a very important observation, by the way. They were walking together and not alone. They were walking together and not alone. Even though Paul wasn't there, he heard word of them walking together with no division or separation. They were walking together with no division or separation. They were able to stay together. They didn't allow there to be conflict to separate them, to push them apart. They were laboring together in faith, pressing forward in what they had been taught. What they knew uh, and what they knew would please their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So they, they walked together in what they were taught and what they knew would please Jesus, 
what they knew would please Jesus. I shared with you some time ago when, when our kids were young, we said there are two things that you need to do. These two things you do and you'll be all right. Do the things that you know to do and do the things you're told to do. You know it because you were taught it. You know it because you were taught it. You were trained. You, you were raised up. You weren't just thrown out there, cast out. No, you were trained. You were raised up. And that's how you were able to do it. And the things that you know to do and the things that you're told to do, the instruction that you get from those that you know have authority, those that you know you can trust. Here, these people had done that very thing. They were walking in what Paul had taught and it brought him joy. He saw that they were walking together with no division. There was no separation. They were doing it and they were doing it for the cause of Christ. You see, this is a challenge that we see today where we see there is so much division in the church. There's so much division in the church. We have to intentionally reject the deceptive nature that is trying to infiltrate our churches. Let me say it again. We have to intentionally reject the deceptive nature that is trying to infiltrate our churches. Listen, the word of God tells us that we are in the world, but not of the world. Do you hear me? We're in the world, but we're not of the world. I need someone to type in chat, I am different. I am different. Listen, you, you're a peculiar people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. There's something different about you. You're meant to be different. Yes, you're in the world, but everything that goes on in it is not supp supposed to be of you. You're not of it. You're simply in it. You're there to be an example. In fact, you're there to show a, 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 another way. We're a counter culture. We don't submit to the main culture. We provide another way. We show them that in Christ, there's another way. There's a better way. There's a stronger way. There's a way that has been designed by the one who has created all of us that we should surrender to, not just that which our flesh yearns for. We must remember that. We're in the world, but we're not of it. We're not of it. Tell, type it. I am different. I am different. You're not like everything that you see in your community, everything that you see in your society. No, there's something different about you because of who is in you, because of who is in you. We must choose to stand with each other in, faith, in the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have to choose to stand with each other. Choose to stand with each other, not simply turn away, not simply turn away. We got to stand with each other. Therefore, his word must be our focus. Let me say it again. His word must be our focus. That is the focus that we lean on. I remember there was a gentleman who said uh, to me some time ago, we, you, a few months ago, and he was talking about all of these books in the Library of Congress and how they teach these things that, 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 are, that um, possess all of the wisdom in the world. I'm like, listen to me. All of the things that men have written does not, it pales in comparison to the wisdom of God. It pales in comparison to everything that God has released in the earth. It pales. Listen, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall remain. Is that correct? But what happens when the earth doesn't remain? Because God will still continue. 
He will still be there and his wisdom will be there. So you can't sit there and just say, oh, well, this you, you can look in another book. I can read this book and that book. Listen, there's one book. There's one book that holds the wisdom of the ancient of days. And it's this book we call the Bible. The basic instructions before leaving earth, the Bible that we read and that we study, that it can become a part of us and also show within us the very thing that God is doing and has birth in our lives, birth in our lives. We have to understand that his word must be our focus. It must be our focus. And we must pray for those who have been led astray. We must pray for those who have been led astray. I tell you, even during the start of this pandemic, when there was so much tragedy that was going on, there was so much confusion that was going on, we, we were trying to figure out what in the world to do. Churches across the nation and around the globe were trying to figure out how in the world do we still be able to minister? How are we able to minister to our people? And then God birthed these opportunities for us to be able to come together and to continue to share using technology. And it has been truly a blessing where there's some who never thought that they would ever utilize this technology, but yet they find themselves able to, to be able to share with their congregants and their church families and communities, still bringing them together through the power of God, even across the airwaves and the digital waves. It's been a blessing. But also during this time, I've seen some other things. I've seen people raise up and take the time to, to sh throw darts at each other, firing darts at each other, confusion being, being, being birthed, and them shouting at each other and calling one who is, who is um, not of Christ, and this other one who is, is against the word, and they're not teaching the true word, and all of this stuff, all of this confusion, all this confusion, it's been absolutely shameful. It is shameful. It does not bring glory to God. It does not. There are people who are sit there and they'll go through the word and they'll say and they'll pull out things from Paul where Paul would admonish us to make sure that you, uh, you that you point at those who are speaking against the against the gospel and those that are not speaking truth in all of these things. They say, oh, make sure you point them out and all of that. But they, yet they forget the reason why Paul was doing it in the first place. He was doing it because in places where he had sown the word and had planted people in churches, that people were subverting him and going around and sowing other things, trying to lure them away from Christ. So therefore, his attention wasn't solely directed to them. His attention was to protect the flock and to keep them from being fleeced. That's what a good pastor does. But that's not what these people are doing. They're creating platforms where they can shout at each other and raise themselves up by actually attacking other people and calling them names and saying they are of God in all of this stuff. When that is not what the word says that we are to do. The Bible says that ye who are spiritual, if you find a fault in your brother, if you see a fault in your brother, ye who are spiritual, Spiritual, do what? Restore such a one. 
Many of them don't even attempt to have conversations with them. They just put up these broad YouTube and, and Vimeos and all this stuff and Instagram and you're sitting there looking at it and instead of them bringing people together, they're tearing them apart, raising up factions and fracturing the body of Christ and if they aren't careful, they will have to answer for it. We must be careful and understand the will of God. God wants us to come together. Listen, this is why there must be value. We must find value in togetherness. We must find value in togetherness or oneness in Christ. We must find value in togetherness or oneness in Christ. If I see my brother who is broken or I see my brother going a wrong way, I am going to go to him or my sister. I'm going to go to her. I'm going to share with her. And I don't have to put this on Facebook. I don't have to put this anywhere else. We're going to have a private conversation. We're going to talk about it. And then I'm going to let God be God because that's who he is. That's who he is. Because I'm looking to have oneness, to bring us together, everyone. We should want to walk together in Christ. Want to walk together in Christ. Look with me at verse 6. At verse 6. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk ye in in him so walk ye in him after we have received Christ in our hearts then we must walk in him we've got to walk in him after you receive him in your hearts you got to walk in him to walk in Jesus Christ is to walk in the spirit to walk in Jesus Christ is to walk in the spirit to walk in the spirit we should not allow ourselves to be driven by our flesh, but by our spirit. This is why Paul told us in Galatians to walk in the spirit so we cannot, so we won't have to give in to the lust of the flesh. Walk in the spirit so we don't have to walk or give in to the lust of the flesh. We've got to walk in the spirit, walk in the spirit. This means to bring your practices and conversations in alignment with the principles of Christ. To bring our practices, the things we do every day, and our conversations in alignment with the principles of Jesus Christ. In fact, it's how we live or it's how you live your life every day. It's how you live your life every day. This is how you walk in Jesus Christ. This is how you walk in Jesus Christ. When, see, when we fall short, and let me say that again, when we fall short, the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So therefore, it's not a question as to if. It's a question as to when. When we fall short, we should get up. Get up. Repent, repent, dust ourselves off and keep on moving. Do you hear that? When you fall, your, when you fall short, when you make your mistake, when you trip, when you bump your toe, you don't just sit there and look and, and, and deny that your toe is hurting. <laughs> deny that you hit it. No, acknowledge the fact, man, I just hit my toe. I should have seen that thing coming. I should have seen the corner of that dresser. How in the world did I miss it? But now I'm going to make sure there's plenty of light around here. Father, I repent for making that mistake. I repent for not making sure there was enough illumination. 
for, for allowing things to lurk in darkness when I had the ability to bring illumination. Father, I repent of that. Now I'm going to go ahead and change it. I'm going to illuminate some things. I'm going to shake the dust off my feet. I'm not going to sit here and keep whining about it. I'm going to wrap my toe up so it doesn't swell too big. And I'm going to keep on moving. I'm going to keep on moving. I'm not going to get stuck in this place. I'm not going to get stuck in this place where I've fallen and made a mistake. I'm going to get up and keep on moving. You see, if you allow yourself to get trapped when you fall, it will be impossible for you to walk in Christ because you've fallen and you can't get up. If you, if you fall, if you sit there and just keep meandering around and keep covering it up, keep, keep moving it around, and now you tell one lie, another lie to cover the first lie to try to say that you were never there. Listen, if you keep on doing that, you're going to wind up in the same spot and you'll never advance. If you want to walk with him, you've got to acknowledge it, repent of it, get up and keep moving. I need somebody to type in chat, I can get up. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.